Hello, this is Salal from newslaundry.com bringing you your daily dose of news. Today is Friday, the 29th of October. India recorded 14,348 new cases of coronavirus in the last 24 hours, pushing the total infection tally to over 3.42 crore. The number of new infections is significantly lower than yesterday's count of 16,156 cases. With 805 deaths in the past 24 hours, the cumulative death toll has climbed to 4,57,191. Uttarakhand Health Minister Dhan Singh Rawat today announced that all eligible beneficiaries in the state would be fully vaccinated against COVID-19 by December 15th, the ANI reported. The Punjab government today issued guidelines for the release of ex-gratia amount of rupees 50,000 to the families of those who died due to COVID-19 in the state. The Assistant Director General of Access to Medicines and Health Products at the World Health Organization, Dr. Maria Angela Simao, said that vaccine maker Bharat Biotech has been submitting data for approval of co-vaccine regularly and very quickly, reported the PTI. Simao said The global health body hoped that its technical committee will approve emergency use of co-vaccine next week. Over 160 former world leaders and global figures have called on rich countries to immediately airlift millions of surplus COVID-19 vaccines to less developed areas, reported the BBC. The leaders, including 36 former presidents and 30 former prime ministers, have said this in a letter addressed to Italian Prime Minister Mario Draghi, who will be hosting the G20 countries in Rome this weekend. The coronavirus has infected over 245 million people in the world and caused more than 4.98 million deaths so far, according to the Johns Hopkins University. The Delhi police has begun removing barricades, blockades and concertina wires from the farmers' protest sites in Ghazipur on the Delhi-Uttar Pradesh border today. The removal of barricades comes after the Supreme Court directive that called for unblocking of roads which have remained out of bounds for commuters due to the protests at Delhi's border points of Singhu, Tikri and Ghazipur. Last year, multiple layers of iron and cement barricades, as well as at least five layers of concertina wires, were erected to stop the farmers in their pursuit towards New Delhi. The barricading was further strengthened after violence broke out during the tractor rally carried out by the farmers on January 26th this year. Today, the Deputy Commissioner of Police, Priyanka Kashyap, told PTI that National Highway 9 and National Highway 24 will be opened after the barricades are removed from the Ghazipur border. Thousands of commuters in Ghaziabad, Delhi, Noida and those travelling between the national capital and the interiors of Uttar Pradesh to Meerat and beyond will benefit from the roads opening. Police officials and labourers were also seen removing iron nails that had been studded on the road to block the hundreds of protesters. Meanwhile, at the Tikri border, a senior police officer told PTI that four of the eight layers of barricades at the border have been removed. However, cement barricades are still in place and the road remains closed for commuters as of now. Listeners, news from the legacy media outlets has been marred with factual inaccuracies especially so when it comes to reporting on the farmers' protests. A case in point being the recent spine-chilling murder by the Nihang Six at the Singhu border, where our television news anchors who were engrossed in rousing inflammatory narratives were using the incident as a tool to call an end to the farmers' protest. Media outlets were less occupied about reporting on the incident and more busy in using the incident as a hook to delegitimize the protest which is being carried out by farmers across the country at multiple locations against the farm laws. 
News laundry reporters Pasant and Deeksha went on the ground to investigate the incident and reported an eyewitness detail of the gruesome killing that happened that day. Gurjeet, a protester who was staying just tens away from where the incident took place, gave News Laundry a detailed account of the incident. You can read the full report titled "We Don't Get in the Nihang's Way." Eyewitnesses detail a night of horror at Singhu exclusively on the newslaundry.com website. Listeners, these reports will show you the difference between reporting on the ground and the angry commentary you will hear from some TV news studios. And if you prefer the first, support our journalism because we can't continue our work without your support. We are a 100% ad-free news platform running solely on the support of subscribers. Head on to newslaundry.com and hit that subscription button on the top right corner. Subscriptions start as low as rupees 300 a month. Shaktikanta Das, the Governor of the Reserve Bank of India, was reappointed by the government on Friday for an additional period of three years until December 2024. The Cabinet Appointments Committee, which includes Prime Minister Narendra Modi and Home Minister Amit Shah, formally took this decision. NDTV reported that Das happens to be the first RBI Governor to get an extension under the current BJP government. Earlier ones either resigned or decided to go back to academics. Mr Das took over as the RBI governor for 3 years in December 2018. He was previously the economic affairs secretary at the finance ministry. He took over the reins from Urjit Patel who resigned abruptly due to escalating disagreements with the government on a variety of issues including the RBI's autonomy. Das has previously also served as India's alternate governor in the World Bank, the Asian Development Bank, the New Development Bank, and the Asian Infrastructure Investment Bank Priyanka Gandhi Wadra the Congress General Secretary paid a visit to the families of four farmers today who allegedly fell ill and died earlier this week while waiting in line for fertilizers in Uttar Pradesh's Lalitpur district the Congress leader accused the UP government of failing to protect its farmers and further assured the victims family of all possible help a Congress spokesperson said and I quote There is an absolute shortage of fertilizers in the Bundelkhand region due to which many farmers have died and one has committed suicide. Unquote. According to the administration, the demand for fertilizers shot up recently due to the rain. Amongst the farmers who died was 53-year-old Bhogi Lal Pal who had been standing in a queue outside a shop to try and arrange fertilizers for his land in Nayagaon village for the second consecutive day today when he collapsed. Apart from Bhogi Pal of Nayagaon village, three more farmers have allegedly died by suicide after failing to receive fertilizers. Similar reports have also come in from Madhya Pradesh, where a farmer died by consuming poison yesterday evening after failing to get fertilizer for his failing crop. Dhanpal Yadav had been queuing up for fertilizer for 15 days in distribution centers at Ashoknagar. A shortage of fertilizers like diammonium phosphate has hit farmers across the state. In recent weeks, hundreds of farmers have slept outside distribution centers just to be able to get a token to buy fertilizers. The NDTV reported that there is virtually no stock of diammonium phosphate in 3400 cooperative societies in the state. Muslims offering the namaz in Gurgaon sector 12A today were once again confronted by a crowd of demonstrators, many of whom were allegedly from right-wing groups, yelling anti-press slogans and waving signs. warning the Gurgaon administration to get up from their sleep a huge number of police officers were deployed and roughly 30 protesters were detained today 
The police were able to control the situation promptly since similar incidents of interrupting prayers have been emerging from different parts of the city. The NDTV reported that a crowd gathered today putting up cardboard signs and yelling slogans asking the Muslims to stop praying. This is the third week in a row that daily prayers have been disrupted. Last week, Muslims worshipping on a private property in Sector 12A faced a crowd chanting Jai Shri Ram. The week before, similar protests were witnessed in Sector 47. Kannada actor Puneet Rajkumar, best known for his roles in films Raja Kumara, Power Star and Anna Bond, passed away due to a heart attack today. The actor was 46 years old. He was reportedly rushed to the hospital around noon after facing severe heart pain until around 11.30am while working out in the gym. Puneet, who was put under critical care, passed away soon after. Post his sudden demise, many of his colleagues, well-wisher and fans rushed to the hospital in the city. Puneet Rajkumar was the son of veteran actor Rajkumar. His fans fondly referred to him as Appu after his 2002 film in which he played his first lead role, Pavastar. Prime Minister Narendra Modi arrived in Italy today to participate in the 16th G20 summit where he will join other leaders in discussions on global economic and health recovery from COVID-19, sustainable development and climate change. This will be the first in-person G20 summit since the COVID-19 outbreak. From here, he will be heading to Glasgow to participate in the United Nations Climate Summit or the COP21 Summit. In his departure statement released yesterday, Modi said that he will be visiting Rome and the Vatican City from October 29th to 31st at the invitation of Italian Prime Minister Mario Draghi, following which he will travel to Glasgow, the UK, from November 1st to 2nd at the invitation of British Prime Minister Boris Johnson. The Prime Minister said on the sidelines of the G20 summit, he will also meet with leaders of other partner countries and review the progress in India's bilateral relations with them. India's attendance at the COP21 summit is particularly crucial since we are the world's third biggest emitter of greenhouse gases after China and the United States. Both India and China, which have not yet made stronger pledges to cut emissions, known as nationally determined contributions or NDCs, face pressure to do so at the conference. That's all the news we have for you today. Have a great day or a good night, depending on where you're listening from. See you tomorrow. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.